From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. On episode nine of the No Nonsense Sales Podcast, we are looking at ideal customer profiles. All got very serious all of a sudden, didn't it? ICPs, as we like to shorten it to salespeople, love acronyms. We just can't help ourselves. So an ICP is the perfect client who benefits from your product or service the most. Finding an ICP is like finding a good builder. If you find a good one, never let them go. It's the client that you dream of working with because you know just how valuable you would be to them. So who better to talk through working with dream clients than Hannah Ajikawa? She's the EMEA business lead for Scaled Consulting. She was named as a LinkedIn top voice in sales, a champion of sellers sharing their story and knowledge online, but she's also an expert in how businesses find, work with, and turn ICPs into customers. The first thing I wanted to ask her, though, was how she helps salespeople to reach their ultimate potential. When I think about unlocking um, salespeople's potential, it's helping them provide them with a cheat code the cheat code, which is, hey, be yourself, you'll do well. And it starts to make sense once we get into training and coaching. (laughs) (laughs) So be yourself, you'll do well. I mean, there's a great t-shirt for for a start. But I... uh... I don't know if there'd be a better message, right, for for salespeople because I know that's when I started to see my success, uh, when mm-hmm. I really did stop trying to, uh, I guess, pretend to be someone that I'm that I'm not. Uh, right. So, what what can someone do then who's listening who who might go right? Okay, well, how do I then um, be myself? I want to do well, of course, I want to do well as a salesperson, but um, what's the first step that I take to make sure that I am truly being myself within the role? Oh, take some deep digging, actually. Um, it's it's a slightly, it's quite a hard task because you have to look at yourself and where you are in line with where you're trying to get to. So just even if your goals aren't fixed, think about where you're trying to get to. What do you want to be known for? What do people see you as? Is that is that congruent with what you believe in your head? Like people may say this about you, but is that what you feel? So when you do that um, internal reflection, it's about understanding, okay, so what, what am I, what are, what's my superpower? And if you haven't unlocked that, you've got to start looking at your goals, the vision, like what, what am I here for? So I feel like the, the first thing you have to do is really look at where you are today. Like what are your what are your good habits? What are some of your not so good habits? And then figure out how you can start to course correct and get much more in line with where you want to be. And it's not always a monetary thing. I think a lot of people think it's a monetary thing, but it usually gets down to the character. Who, who do I want to, what do I want to be known for? What do I want people to associate me with? And you'll start to see that when you start working in line with that. Love that. Yeah, it's all about your your reputation, right? So people talk about your your personal brand and that's a bit of a buzzword. But when I speak to people, I kind of just talk about, well, actually, it's just your reputation and you hit the nail on the head there. What do you want to be known for? Now, one of the things that you're known for is Uh-oh. being named as a LinkedIn top voice. So I uh, I saw that on your profile. I think it's a, a great title to have. But what advice would you uh, have to someone who... Um, who wants to be one of these top voices, right? Who wants to find their voice on the platform? You know, it starts with being yourself, of course. Uh, but then how do you how do you become a LinkedIn top voice? 
this is really topical because there's a lot of posts going around on LinkedIn over the last two days about people saying, hey, if you don't have a million years or sorry, a gazillion years of experience, you shouldn't be posting. What do you what do you know? You have no life experience and no career experience. It's not true. You have something to say. Preferably because of the platform that LinkedIn is, it is tied to what you do today and like your vision for what you'd really like the thing that you do today to look like in the future. So one of the things that I did is said, I feel like I've, I feel like I know some stuff about sales, personal development, growth, and I'm going to share a bit about what, what I think about it. That's it. I, there's, there's no rules. I'm just going to do that. And one day someone's going to be like, that makes sense to me. And that's all I used to think about. So if you, you have a voice even where you are right in this minute, first day into your job, first day into a new career, first day into a new hobby or habit, just talk about it. Talk about it and go find other people that are talking about it, people that challenge your perspective and, and engage in those conversations and learn. Go, go out with the idea to say something to attract the people who either agree or disagree with your statement, but they're in the same world as you. And it just kind of grows from there. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely hits home with me because, you know, four or five years ago when I uh, joined the world of B2B sales, I had the opposite mindset. I have to become an expert. I have to, and it's hard to sound like an expert when you've got this accent, right? But I had to I had to come across as uh, someone who knew what they were talking about. But actually, you know, you, you're so right. It's all about just documenting the the journey and, um, and, and yeah, sharing and engaging with different people who have different ideas which is what that platform is is all about share what, uh, you learn, Tom. share what you learn um and i find that you that the biggest misconception that we have of ourselves is that we 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 are not experts in some degree to some degree i i don't i never like using the word expert to describe myself but there is something that you know and it's often you you often know more than you think you know and it's only when you put it out there people are like that was great you're like oh wow i Oh, OK. <laughs> I thought this was common knowledge, but it obviously isn't. And I'm, I'm glad I'm going to talk a bit more about that. So don't shy away from the knowledge that you have today, because it's probably filling a gap for someone who doesn't have that knowledge today. Love that message. No, I'm so glad that you that you shared that. Thanks so much. So um, the theme of this episode is your ICP, right? So your ideal customer profile. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there is this such thing as the the perfect buyer? Um, there is, there's a, there's themes. That's why we look at data. We look at data and we're like, oh, okay. We see a consistent theme here. The companies that get the most value for our solutions look like this. And that's, that's a, a pretty much where you want to get to. Um, is there a perfect buyer? No. What you will often find is in most companies, there's a massive outlier. There's a client that's signed that's just nothing to do with what they were focused on, but they met the mark. Uh, I, you know, I have a customer I'm working with. Their biggest sale that they made in the last financial year in EMEA was someone that they they had no they would never proactively target, right? And that was groundbreaking for them. However, one one thing that I see with ICPs is we have this mindset that it's a ideal customer profile buyer someone that's going to buy from me now and we have this idea that in that has to happen inside three to six months if it's enterprise it has to happen inside a year but it's actually people who will get value from you even if they don't buy from you that that's the kind of way we should be thinking about an icp so let me explain that it's 
you may speak with them and immediately they may not have a requirement for what you do or provide. They may not have that right now. However, they are still a great profile to receive value from you, from your interactions at a sales level, at a CS level. Well, it wouldn't be CS because they're not customers. So we'll backtrack at a sales level, at a at a marketing level. Right. So they they will benefit from being part of your like your kind of nurture pool. And I feel like sometimes we're like, it's an ICP if they will buy now, buy now, buy now, Tom. It's like, yeah, but it could be in the future. Let me let me provide value to you over time and see what happens there. So you've you've kind of um tickled over into my next question, which was all around timing. But yeah. I think yeah. that's um I think that's exactly right, right? You know, just because someone is a, an ICP, and I've been there as a salesperson, right? It's ex- it's exciting when yeah. you go like, well, these these people, they couldn't be a better fit for, for what I've got to offer, right? Um, so I need to I need to sell to them right now. Yeah. Um, but again, it is all about timing. So I guess I'll move on to my next question then, which is around kind of, so they're an ideal fit. They're perfect, right? But uh, maybe the timing isn't right. What can you do to make sure that you that you're adding value to uh, to these ICPs and that you're you're engaging with them so that um, so that the timing is right? You're the person they want to chat with. Yeah, this this word value that uh, that gets thrown around a lot. So um, one thing about value is just understanding what we mean by that, right? Value is about worth and worth is subjective. So we have to get close enough to a prospect to understand what value means to them, right? So that's gonna be, and that's gonna unfold in very different ways. So we might say, uh, you know, we have this assumption about the value that we can provide to someone based on, and that's our value proposition. That's what we say to someone, right? But as we get closer to a prospect and we identify what their key priorities are, how they they absorb and how how they absorb information, uh, what resonates, then we can work out at what how we continuously add value to that so as an example i think i made a video months ago but it was around um when speaking with a prospect understanding how long they can sustain the status quo really unpacking that right so this is where you are in your head you're like i don't get why you don't you i don't know how you're coping without a sales engagement platform like at what point will that break <laughs> right and that's where you want to get to you want to you want to find that breaking point but understand what the implications are of that And once you understand what that landscape looks like, you get to feel out the value and then you can talk to those value points throughout a, you know, a month, six month, 12 month communication uh, path. But then they understand why you're getting in contact. You have said to me that this is the breaking point and this is the implications of that breaking point. And this is going to be the right time to speak to you. However, I'm not going to be satisfied to speak to me in six months and let's have another chat. (laughs) So timing right. Yes. If the timing's wrong, how long can you sustain that? Um, and if you're not thinking about it, dude, why not? You should have these types. This is crazy. I'm 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 so mind blown that you can cope without this. I need to know all of your secrets because that's that's a genuine curiosity that I'll have in a scenario like that. How the heck are you doing it? <laughs> Which is a lot better than you know looping back to someone in six months and saying we've had um, some updates to uh, our our platform, right? Uh, framing the conversation in that way, uh, I think that hits the nail on the head in regards to genuinely adding, adding value. Um, so, so final question then is around what if someone's not a good fit? You know, I have been guilty in the past of yeah. trying to squeeze uh, a prospect into, um, you know, into a space where I'm going, 
I'm going to make this work. You know, I can make you a fit. But what if they're not a good fit? Is it is it worth just just moving along, or or can um, can you actually frame it in a way that and uh, that kind of wins them around? What's your what's your thoughts on that? So if your if your company is doing the right things and you've got marketing who are literally building, um, you know, they're they're taking what revenue operations are doing. And they are building a very, very clear profile of what a great fit customer looks like. It's probably down to qualification um, and then timing. So there's going to be rarely a time. I'm hoping that a lot of salespeople are going out to speak to companies and they're like, whoa, this is a really poor fit. The co- mm. Your company should be supporting you in that. However, when you do engage with someone, often um, it's a poor fit, maybe because of how their business is structured or the way in which they're. They, they just do things so differently or the way in which they make money is not really aligned to the way the things that you can solve. It just it just doesn't make sense. So the first thing you want to do is is kind of validate that disqualification. Like, don't get rid of a client or prospect that could be a client. Like, do ask good questions. But mm-hmm. I always say, like, uh, humility will get you far. So a bit like the previous question, which is like, I'd. I'm still trying to rack my brain. I don't get it because in my head, right, let me just tell you what I see. OK, let's just say we do these things these things you get that value this is a structure of your business you're going to get a ah hannah that's where you're wrong we actually do this that way and you're like boom okay completely understand let's shake hands do you have any plans to ever change that no no problem do you know anybody else who who may be i saw you're connected to this person can we have a chat but you need to kind of paint your vision for them sometimes that's it Love it. Paying that vision. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for, for talking us through that. I knew that you'd had some real insight on uh, on today's podcast. And as you know, we're going to end with, I think, a, a very well-titled song for uh, for some of the things we've talked about, you know, doing everything with finesse. You see how yeah. I've linked that in there, Hannah? You like that? Yeah, love it. <laughs> so do you, want to, uh, do you want to introduce this song? And that's how we'll wrap up uh, today's recording. Uh, this is one of those songs that I think I was listening to BBC One Extra a couple of years ago. And I was in the car and I was just like, oh, Bruno Mars, okay, this is going to be a banger. And I heard Cardi B jump in and I was like, oh, yeah, got my Shazam out. I was parked, by the way. So I got my Shazam out, Bruno Mars and Cardi B finesse. This gets me in the mood for gym, working out, positive mindset every single time I hear it. So I... You need to play this right now, Tom. Let's get it on. This is Hannah's pump-up song for next. (laughs) Have a great day. Thanks, Hannah. I will do. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. So kind. So kind. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So this is my tribute to Bruno Mars and Cardi B's finesse. I think I bring some finesse with this version too. When I'm walking with you, I watch the whole room change. And baby, that's what you do. No, my baby, don't play. Blame it on my comforter. You know, some people would say that that tribute has not done the song much justice. And I would agree with them. So if you'd like to hear that track in full, the way it was meant to be sang, check out the No Nonsense Sales playlist, which is now available on Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe to the No Nonsense Sales Podcast on your favourite podcast player or by visiting salesloft.com slash podcast.